I think that's pretty evident, and it's not just with him, you know, trying to fight Grant Nelson either. Like this dude, this dude's built for war, and like he he, he provides it every every night. It's it was fair to ask those questions about Chad, but one, he's a Northwest Florida State Raider, and you get you have to remember that, and and two, Kentucky and A and M. We're yeah. after him as well, and those yep. those aren't programs that are going to recruit a junior college player with toughness questions. So, I, so I think it's been it's been an incredible addition. Back to Trey for a second too, because you know, like like we say, how different would the season be? You know, how how different would the season be if if uh, if Janai had made a different decision this past off season? Trey Donaldson's another guy. We've said it before. It would have been totally understandable for him to look for a situation yeah. where he was guaranteed more playing time uh, in, in the aftermath of Holloway choosing Auburn. And instead, all he's done is get better. And I would say his development, and I guess it never really occurred to me, but as a recruit, I think he profiled a little, uh, rankings-wise, not as a player. As a recruit, he, he profiled a little bit like Jared Harper. Close mm-hmm. to yeah. close to the top 100, it was sort of debatable as to whether or not they were a top 100 player coming out of high school. Uh, but but, but clearly, you got to keep in clearly, mind he was yeah. also doing this as a football player yeah. as well. It wasn't right. like he was concentrating all of his effort on basketball, which and, is crazy in, to think about. And in this era where Bruce Pearl has been able to get five stars and McDonald's All Americans, and routinely he's rewriting the record book of the best recruit Auburn has ever signed, or one of the top five recruits Auburn has ever signed, to go get a guy who was seen as a borderline SEC player and develop him into what Trey Donaldson is now is another testament to what Bruce Pearl has been able to do with guys that maybe weren't uh, everyone's idea of, of an SEC basketball player. And, and I think that's, I mean, not, not that, not that Trey Donaldson was a total unknown or anything, no. but, but I, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know how many, uh, SEC offers in basketball he had and and as a recruit I think it is similar to I mean Bruce Pearl gave this guy a chance and it has really paid off uh, for both parties Trey has, has played so so well this year I think he's been one of the most valuable players on the team I, I like his I like his work ethic I like his game he's just he's got a lot going for him right now and Auburn's going to need to continue to lean on that moving forward um, while also again we talk about him buying time for Aiden to get out of the slump also and again, slump is just shooting wise. I think Aiden's playing well. At everything outside of seeing the ball go through the net—that's that's pretty much it. Additionally, Aiden's presence also keeps Trey from having a lot like 30, 35 minutes a game, and I think that's just going to help him out uh, down the stretch as well. All right, so Auburn hits the road this weekend. No rest for the weary, folks. It's Florida. It's in Gainesville. Uh, real quick question. I don't know if either of you knows, you know, the last time Auburn beat Florida in Florida, Dan, do you know this answer? Ooh, has Bruce done it? No, Bruce has not done it. Wow. Okay. Do you got to go back to, did Lebo do it? Lebo did not do it. Is that how, how far back do you got to go? 1996. Oh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. This is just traditionally a really tough place to play. Uh, and this Florida team, you know, we're coming off of a, a matchup where we've talked about how Auburn had a clear front court advantage against Alabama, hammered it, you know, did all the stuff that you wanted to do in that game and wrote, and wrote it to success. Not going to really have that against Florida. Florida's the number two team in the country in offensive rebounding. They're one of the tallest teams in America. When there was a chance that Auburn could have lost Jani Broom. They were looking at 
Uh, Micah Hangloten, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The Marshall transfer. He's now been their go-to guy, one of the best rebounders in the country uh, this season. And in addition to the fact that they're tall and long and and like to play, you know, like to crash the glass, this Florida team also has got several really, really good shooters. I know when you look at the matchup and you look at you look at just add it on paper, Florida this season um, is five and four in the league, and so you're looking at it and saying, okay, well that's not terribly scary if you're Auburn. However, you like to point out this Florida offense is currently uh, one of the best in the country, top twenty in the country. Um, the losses they've had this year, three of them have been on the road. Ole Miss, Tennessee, and AM, where they lost on a last second shot. Their only home loss this season was was a wild game against Kentucky. It's already a tough place to play. And on top of all that, Dan, who knows Auburn basketball and Bruce Pearl better than the Florida head coach Todd Golden? Like this is a this is, you know, there's a lot of layers to this matchup that that make it, it gonna be a really tough game for Auburn. Uh they're 11th in the country in average height. There's a there's a team full of big old boys, and uh, they they've played well this year. I mean, you look at they've had some games on the road where they've struggled, but at home they have done really really well. And Adam, we look at this kind of big picture for Auburn, and eight games left. You feel like fourteen and four somewhere in there is going to be the number to try to hit this year. You got four and four left, home and road. If Auburn tries to stay perfect at home, you probably need to take two of these on the road. To me. This is probably the second toughest game Auburn's got left for the rest of the year. Tennessee is going to be its own animal in, in Knoxville. This one's really, really tough, and it's coming off of like like we just talked about a must win game you had to have against against Alabama, right? And and like the thing with like the height too is I just feel like that's like that's I feel like that's been the thing that has given Auburn trouble at least like you know when they went on the road for for two weeks and and you know or for a week and didn't get a win in, in either of those games and so like. I just seeing that matchup. I'm, I'm I'm curious how different it shakes out this time if if it's different at all. But yeah, I I think that like that's a pretty safe assessment of like this. This is definitely I'd say like the second toughest game left on that docket. I knew virtually nothing about the Riverside transfer mm-hmm. when he when he signed with Florida, and he's been he's been excellent of late, right? Pullen, yeah, uh, he's he's, he's the one, yeah, le- leading scorer for Florida against uh, against Texas A and M. Uh, in the loss earlier this week, and, and he's been a really nice pickup. It would make sense, considering where Todd Golden came from, that he would know about quality mid-major players around the state of California. Uh, but uh, no, it's it's been a. I mean, this this has been a really nice pickup for for uh, for Florida. We've seen a couple of mid-major uh, mid-major players show up in the SEC this year and have an impact, and uh, and he's one of them. Yeah, and they got Will Richard from uh, from. Belmont a couple of years ago. Uh, Walter Clayton's another key guy for them. They got him from Iona, uh, which one of the, been one of the better mid-major teams in the country. Riley Kugel's still there. I mean, like it's it's they've got a they got a squad, and this is going to be a tough matchup for Auburn. Again, I, I don't want to kind of dumb it down too much, but I look at what has happened in the two the games where Florida's lost here in conference play. I think there's two things to keep in mind. Number one, Auburn can't get out rebounded by a ton. Uh, Auburn's 13 and one this year when they out rebound their opponent. The only loss was App State. App went absolutely insane from deep, and they didn't shoot like that again the rest of the year. You know, bad luck. Uh, number two, I believe. I believe Florida starts five guys who weren't on last year's team. Right? Isn't that sort of the new? The new maybe one of the guards who was in the uh, Richard. Year, Richard was there the last Belmont, year. The yeah. Belmont transfer. So it's four. It's four 
first yeah. year transfers and a second yeah. year transfer. I mean, and that's that's a novelty now. Check in two or three years and see how many coaches are doing that. It's to be everybody be, at college yeah, basketball. Yeah. yeah, you want you want to you want to see what the future looks like. You want to you want to get uh, beamed into twenty thirty two in college basketball the way things are going right now. Watch the Florida Gators with. Uh, yeah, with four guys who were playing elsewhere last year who transferred in to join a guy who's in his second year uh, with Florida after starting his career at Belmont. So I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Florida has had seven losses this year. Uh, when they shoot 30% or below from deep, they are two and five. Uh, and then their other two losses, they shot below 35% from deep. When they shoot well, they win, which is obviously what every team usually does. But... I think Auburn coming off a game where they ran Bama off the three point line and refused to let them get to their spots. I think that was that was big. One of the crazy things in this game, we talk about defense going to offense all the time. Hey, force turnover, score on the other end. How about this? Offense turning to defense. If you don't give the ball away, and Auburn only had five turnovers in the game against Alabama, they only had one at halftime. When you don't give the ball away, you get the reverse and back. Your defense can get back. You you can get set. You can you can run it run a team like that off the line. So those are going to be two key key things in this game. Uh, watch for Florida's three point shooting. Auburn's going to have to do a good job against that. And they've been a really good three point defense this season. And then number two, like you got to bring you got to bring your hard hats on the road. This is rebounding and rim protection. This this Florida team is going to crash and crash and crash and crash. 